Hey, I want to invite you guys, if you've been listening to this podcast and enjoying this content and are passionate about protection, you should know that we have an entire library of all of the protector symposiums that we've ever done uh, hosted at protectornation.com. You can go there and you can download those and you can watch every protector symposium we've had to date there online and you can learn protection tactics from the most, some of the most elite trainers in the world from the comfort of your own home. I think you'll be surprised about how much content we actually have there. Uh, It's very, very, very reasonably priced and you can upgrade your protection skills. Remember, protection is not all about the hard skills. 90% of it is all about the software, the programming, the way you see and move in the world to achieve a safer pattern of life. With that having been said, go to protectornation.com. Join us there and learn from the best of the best. Now, enjoy the show. Boom, what's going on, you guys? Hope you're good. Welcome to the podcast again. As always, we have special guests, we have honored guests, but I'm really, really excited about having Maury Abreu on here with us. I believe he's a brother from another mother in a lot of ways, man. He's been training um, elite protectors. He's been working out there in the field for years and years and years. He's a highly developed instructor, but also a highly developed man of God, a family man, all the things that I really respect. And so it's an absolute honor to bring him here, you know, to share with us and to talk about what that journey's been like and also where we're heading with all of it, man. What's up, Maury? It's an honor. Pleasure. Finally. Yeah, man. You know, we've been kicking this back and forth for a minute. You know, we've been trying to fit this thing in the game for a minute. So I'm glad we finally get to catch up, man. What you been up to, man? How's life? Real quick, actually, let's just give people a quick overview of what you do out in the space. And then we'll start getting into the finer details, man. Yeah, sure. So um, I own and operate Omega Protective Concepts, uh, essentially born out of a specialized request. I got back in the 2000 and something, uh, maybe 2010 or 11 or so. Uh, I was working with some law enforcement folks that were lacking in certain skill sets that I had uh, through my agency where I was working at the time in the International Counterterrorism uh, operations Academy. And so that was the birth of Omega Protective Concepts. And what we do there is we equip people for success against violence of every form and in every environment. So m- within the realm of hands-on. So what I mean is mm-hmm. uh, anything from hand-to-hand combat and whatever you can envision that actually looking like in your home, in your vehicle, with a firearm, without a firearm, pistol, rifle, edge weapons, multiple attackers, and then adding in there and amalgamating the right mindset, uh, cultivating the attributes that you need mentally, because if not, you just have a bunch of tools and a bunch of techniques and really no skill. Mm -hmm. So amalgamating the appropriate mindset for that and then teaching that realm of violence and, and dominating that arena using force legally, ethically, and morally. So I bring in my my use of force instructor, you know, pedigree and testifying in court for use of force cases for uh, officer-involved shootings and things of this nature and all my certifications, if you will, all my training from, uh, from Uncle Sam and just putting it to good and then making that available to not just as we started off military and law enforcement folks, but also to the public. Uh, we train, we're blessed to have contracts with 
uh, Fortune 500 companies and some private clients. And that's essentially the bread and butter of the of the company. That's what we do on the service side. And then on the product side, I design countless blades uh, and we make those available to the public, both in live steel version and G10, non-metallic, uh, low visibility type position and posture tools. For those that, if you're ever like trying to get into somewhere and you need to open a letter, <laughs> on the other side of yeah. yeah, on the other side, you know, we make that available to you as well. So yeah. that's kind of the 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 bread and butter of of the company, and uh, and that's what we do, man. I love it, bro. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna definitely dig into that. It's what the world needs right now, man. And and I think guys like us have literally been created and raised up for such a time as this. You know, like. I mean, there's just an explosion of 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 really good people trying to get really good training to to those who are also good people but just don't really know it. Uh, and we had to go and we had to go ahead and earn that earn that training in some ways that I think I, you see a lot of God's grace in, man. Amen. <laughs> you know, that's good stuff. So, training company contracts, equipping people, the Lord's work. I love it. What is at your core, though? Who is Murray, man? You know, who's the man behind all of it? Yeah, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about that somebody that saved Yo, my what's soul. what's up? I mean, there's nothing else here. I have a really cool resume. Yeah. Uh, I don't say it's cool, but it is cool. I have a really cool resume. I have a really cool job that I don't speak of openly. I work for the government conducting counterterrorism operations around the planet, low visibility posture. I have folks uh, as a supervisor that deploy and I manage in, in that realm. I've been doing that since uh, shortly after September 11. Uh, former Marine, married, six children. And I'm just looking to leverage, frankly, a very uh, painful youth, abusive childhood, and okay. and really finding all the beauty in that and leveraging that for good and putting my pain to purpose. The pain's, there is no pain. The pain is gone. I've been... Yeah as fully healed as a person can be from the, you know, the physical and mental and other, even still yet unspoken of or things I haven't shared, just because my children, I have some young children and some mm -hmm. stuff, I don't know that they're ready to digest, though I have fully, thank God. Yeah. Uh, just using that and then understanding violence mm -hmm. uh, from my experience, from my personal experience, and just teaching people how to be equipped to deal with violence and how to respond to violence and the reality of, you know, dealing with something that's really abhorrent and repugnant and just horrible. It's nauseating. Violence can be really tough to see and experience, but to understand that it's there and then yeah. how do we just manage that and how do we deal with it? Because if we have a situation like one of the courses we started teaching is, uh, home invasion response courses. And people say, well, what is that? Yeah. And, you know, teaching CQB-esque type classes is a really good market. And it's re it's really good business. And mm -hmm. I'm an entrepreneur. And I'm all about people yeah. winning, especially if they have the skill set to stand behind where they're teaching. So God bless them. Mm -hmm. th th that should be availed to folks that are not on some alpha team, right? 100%. Now, how do we take that information? Mm-hmm especially post 2020, where we have millions of gun owners 
that fell into the category that in 2019 would say overwhelmingly, I never will own a firearm. I want nothing to do with a firearm. No such thing. So now we have not just, say, the husband who may be trained. Now he's gone on a business deal or work. Wife's at home. His most precious things, his children, are at home. It's 2 a.m. There's a break and the assault queue is invaders coming in your home and there's broken glass and there's a gun and it's your wife for you. Happening. Mm -hmm. And it's going down. And so what happens is this notion of what violence is and how I will react or not react and what I will do and what I'm willing to do, all that gets very real very quickly. So now we have well-intended training with unintended consequences. So we have gun owners, which I'm all about, Mm -hmm. that have passed some man-made arbitrary checklist of what to do, but they Mm -hmm. are incapable Mm-hmm. absolutely incapable of dealing with that very real thing, which mm-hmm. is probably one of the few real reasons of why they got a firearm in the first place, predicated on the idea they never wanted a gun in the first place, right? So right. what we do is we take all of this reality mm-hmm. and through our methodology of training, which I've, I can't say I've perfected it because I don't know there's ever an I've arrived moment in training, but I've done just tens of thousands of reps with real humans and real high-end users mm-hmm. and use that to reverse engineer and find gaps and holes and voids and say, okay, we have what we think we need in this curriculum, but here's the holes and here's the void. And here's what we really need to teach the end user so mm-hmm. that they are in fact equipped for success. Not that they just came to one of our classes. We made some money. They feel good about some skill sets that they could never actually apply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is beautiful. This is powerful, man. I love it. And I think that there's a lot. It sounds like you're addressing a lot that's um, really missed in the training sphere. What are the environments like paint a picture for the listener about kind of what that training looks like? Are you guys just at a range? Are you at a dojo? Do you, are you guys in like houses, home scenarios? Like, yeah, that's excellent. So that's an excellent question. So we have a very unique um business model. I don't have a training center. Yeah. That I, that was a dream for about, uh, for years until I actually got real, uh, training in the entrepreneurial realm. And I understood, you know, profits and losses. And so what we do is we have a travel to train platform where we go to the clients, we go to the end user. If -hmm. that means if it's a class on edge weapons and we need to find a local space and rent that space out we we take care of that we bring the team out we bring the equipment we come to the client so we have to fly to california or florida or georgia or overseas that's what we do so that's kind of the template on the training space and then locally here throughout the tri-state area we have certain like epic training centers uh trinity training complex is one that we have uh, rather close and mm-hmm. we have movable walls and simunition type, uh, you know, non-lethal training ammunition type weapons. Yep. And then we have role players and we have folks in, in fight gear that you can actually go hands on with. And then we will, we'll build that. And then we'll take something like, for example, mm-hmm. um, I actually have never said this because I've never thought of it till just now, but here's an example. Oh. <laughs> of it. I apply this concept of reverse engineering mm-hmm. is we've oh all God. taken really high end, you know, instruction on vehicle combatives, right? right? 
which by the way, started off, that was never a firearms-based thing ever. It, it has evolved to that as well. It should have based on a number of tragic things that happened to our, our brothers in arms and in, in, in downrange. So right. uh, we, we take this thing and it's like, okay, wonderful. The pistol is an amazing tool. The rifle is an amazing tool. Now what happens uh, in a scenario where you're seated and your weapon is wherever it is that you have it and your assault cue is someone is like in contact distance with you yeah. and they can touch you. Like, how are you even getting to that weapon? And now how are you getting to that weapon? You're seated. You have a seatbelt on. You have a diagonal belt. You have a lateral belt. You have yeah. the actual connectivity of the buckle pressing down. If you're at a hip carry, pressing yeah. that weapon into the seat. How are you turning? How are you maneuvering? How are you? We use this vernacular in our industry, and I and I'm not bad mouthing it. I'm just saying yeah, we, we do a really good job of mm -hmm. creating gaps in training, letting our end user leave our training, and we don't even realize it because we're speaking our vernacular. So we say things like "get off the X." Well, that? how do they do that? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or and or how do we give them one. an opportunity? My favorite one is like. Situational awareness. You need sure. situational awareness. I'm like, yo, sure. you got to unpack that, bro. Like, that's right. Like, how does the normal person, they just situational aware, you know, like you got to really break their steps to this. Yeah. There's principle based, like a uh, principle based and tactics to this, you know? So yeah, get it, man. Anyways, you're killing it. Good. Yeah. So the idea is just taking, you know, you know, my cumulative experience and just really mapping that onto the scenario so that the end user is learning not only through instruction, but through self-discovery. Because yeah. the reality and and sometimes, you know, less experienced instructors and just ex some instructors with phenomenal experience and phenomenal resumes, but unfortunately their pride and ego matches their resume, yeah. uh, are, are reticent to really comprehend that the goal is yeah. for self-discovery because there are lessons. I can tell my kids, you know, for us that are parents, especially like maybe teenage or young adult, you think teenagers are tough, try raising young adult children, right? That you give counsel to. But the reality is when they discover for themselves that what mom and dad was trying to teach them is actually true and beneficial and good and noble and praiseworthy and will save their ass. Yeah. That's a lesson that you can, you can take credit for having had taught it, but it was learned ultimately through self-discovery. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we'll take something like car combatives mm -hmm. and we'll just uh, have multiple attackers Mm -hmm. within that environment, some armed, some unarmed, some at the window, some behind, some you can't, you know, driving off the X means you're not going to squash grandma who's, you know, in a parking lot with a, with a, with a, you know, uh, a cart yeah. full mm -hmm. of groceries or whatever, mm -hmm. like these realities, not making it impossible. And what really, lastly, what I'll say on all this on our kind of methodology is what, what a lot of that is based on is in my agency, there's usually a 10 to 15 to one type overwhelm in the ratio of enemy against good guy. Exactly. And so like, how do you start from a position of disadvantage where you're physically positioned in a position of disadvantage? And yeah, you have all kinds of weapons on you. That's wonderful, but you're in a position of disadvantage and your attackers, plural, are already positioned and pre-positioned mm -hmm. all around you from a position of advantage. And how do you how do you reverse engineer and have success there?
Boom. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. This is, I think a lot of this mentality is what's missing from a lot of the training that is out there. Um, you know, a lot of it is very linear, is very um, sterile, is very range cargo pants. That's it. You know, like we're going to shoot, you know, but, and that's fine to go and work on a, a skill with regards to personal protection, sharpen a edge, you know, but what you're that sounds like your approach to training is much more holistic. And that's the stuff that people need. Someone will ask me, what kind of firearm should I get? And I'm like, look, bro, most of them go bang these days, man. Like the technology is there, you know, like my best advice to you is like, find one you think is sexy. Cause that's the one you're going to train with. Like, don't get a high point or whatever it is, but like <laughs> just the top four or five brands, they work. And then going ahead and invest in your training, right? If you think it's sexy, you'll use it, you'll wear it, you'll put up with it, and then invest in your training like crazy because that's really what's gonna make the difference, you know? And then, yeah, go work on your firearms, accuracy, speed, and all that stuff. But to create a real true protector, and this is something I've been aiming at with the protector symposiums, is, you know, you have the soft skills day on the Friday, you come in, we talk, you learn the ology and the science behind who you're going to learn from for the weekend. Soft skills, I can't speak enough about them, and you know that that's like 80% of what's going to keep you safe or help you be able to execute anywhere. You need that software. But then when you get into actually creating a well-rounded protector, that experiential information. Like that self-discovery, as you said, it, and I'm, I'm over here learning, man, because that's really the game. As leaders, as parents, as instructors, we take people on a journey of self-exploration and discovery that helps them really integrate the things that we're trying to get to them. Um, and until they have that, a wise person can recognize the information, the moment, and the person and integrate without needing to learn the hard way. But most people, yes. it takes a, that's, a, that's, a, that's another muscle that you have to develop. So I love that you're so scenario based. I love that you're so experience based learning um, and that it's, it's just going to give the person a more holistic experience. You might be teaching them a vehicle dynamic, a vehicle combatives course, but they're still going to come out of that course with this is what it felt like when I, you know, clutched that first dude as I was trying to get out of the vehicle. This is what it felt like when I started picking my angles to address this or address that. And this, you know, I might be sitting in a restaurant, but I know how I need to move to get to my firearm uh, in order to address this. There's so much more that comes from those experiences that your 100%. brain have those data points to connect in all situations. Um, so that's, that's amazing, man. I love what you're doing and we're going to do some stuff, bro. You know, if the good Lord, you know, Byron, watch this, man. Bend it. So, so I have count, I have a few weapons on my person right now. Let's go. Yeah. If I can't access them, right, physically because mm -hmm. I have real pressure, mm -hmm. meaning real pressure. threats, meaning humans that mm -hmm. will harm me or trying to actively trying to. <laughs> Correct. Regardless of my skill set. Yeah. That draw is a very different draw than if they weren't present. Now. You do need to train the basics. You should go to a range and shoot paper. A lot of it. A lot of it. I, I, I'm not, I am not, you know, you can't eliminate that because that's the basics. And the basics make, make us brilliant. They make right. us masters, right? 100%. But this idea of, you know, a <laughs> lot of times end users have this insatiable kind of desire for information, mm -hmm. but not really, if we're honest, 
application. Application. Get them, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%, man. Because that's where you get tested. And the application of the thing is the mirror, right? So you can know all this stuff. You can buy all the gear. You can feel all the feels. But the application is the mirror. And so yeah. a lot of people run from that, man. And that's where you need to live. You know, that's where you, that's where you develop, really. Other than that, information isn't power. It's potential power. That doesn't right. turn into power until you apply that information. And you there's see. a lot. There's a lot of information in this book. A hundred percent. And it means nothing, right? If you don't apply it. Yep. Hundred percent. And my life gets very painful every time I step apply <laughs> when I stop applying the stuff that's in that book. Yeah. Yo, I'm right there with you, man. I when love I get over myself and I try to solve things myself and my knowledge and my power and my wisdom and my experience and my failures and my, 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 my. Yep. Um, life gets very interesting very quickly. Yeah, 100%. I get crushed, man. And I'm right there with you. And honestly, I mean, to me, you know, one of the greatest comforts I have is that got that I didn't bring me here, you know, like all the, you know, what people would judge as success and, and, and the different things I've been able to achieve. One of the greatest things that I, I mean, even my life, you know, I, 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 I think, I don't know what happened. I think I died in Iraq, like me even being here, you know, is like God's grace. And so, you know, it, knowing that that's what got me here gives me the comfort of knowing that it came for a reason and it's not necessarily even mine to protect, you know, and it also gives, because he defends me, you know, and, um, and it also gives me a drive to want people to know, um, that they can live this way, man. The ultimate, Amen. the ultimate understanding of love, you get faced with a challenge and you know that your heavenly father's got your back and you almost get excited at a certain point, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no, he's going to deliver me from this. And yeah. I'm going to have another arrow in my hand to tell you and to prove to the world how good my God is. That's um, right. You know, we've that's right. You, you, you want to be an alpha? You want to yeah. be an alpha? Try forgiving someone that's hurt you. You want to be an alpha? Try serving people. Try serving people that aren't at your level, that aren't at your status, that don't think like you, that don't vote like you, that don't yeah. believe the things you believe. Yeah. Go do that. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Yep. And, and I think one of the things it's like when a, a parent tells a kid to eat their broccoli, you know, and the kid's like, well, the broccoli don't taste good. I want my chicken. Nuggets, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so when you're, when you're coming from like an earthly understanding, you're coming out of your soul, you're coming from your worldly understanding of life, doing these things seems like, oh no, well, I'm not going to forgive them. You know, da, 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 or I'm, I'm not going to serve these people. They're not part of me. This is your this is your humanity speaking which is the most it it's not real true wisdom so what you learn is as you superimpose these higher level principles like the parent telling the kid to eat the broccoli as you superimpose these higher level principles you start to get higher level supernatural results in your life you start to realize the beauty and fulfillment of being uh con contribution centric and you start to realize that you have more peace as you learn to forgive. And then you start to realize, like, like as my father's forgiven me, I forgive freely. And, like, you start to live literally a much more blessed life. Blessed is a state of being, not a place that you arrive at. And then you start to realize the wisdom, like we were talking about earlier, when, when your parents was trying to tell you something that's right. And then you start to realize, like, yo, there's really something to these higher level spiritual principles. 
that is a wisdom above my wisdom. And it brings grace into my life that is above anything that I could have brought based on my earthly knowledge. And then you start cooking with tartar sauce, man. <laughs> you know, I love it, man. This is the stuff. Let's dig into this real quick. We're talking about masculinity. We're talking about, um, you know, we kind of gave them an appetizer on spiritual principles and how those things make us stronger. You know, my approach to this is that a well-rounded warrior, a well-rounded man, woman, alpha, whoever you want to be and whoever you're looking up to, you need these spiritual principles. You know, when I was younger and I was developing as a man, you know, it was a lot of physical stuff. And I think that was important, you know, but as I've become older, I've realized that I've transitioned from being a man of flesh, which you need to understand how to develop power, how to, how to control that and how to make that serve into more of a man of the spirit. Um, and that comes from time and service. And that comes from, you know, as I was saying, eating your vegetables and all that stuff and realizing that there's more wisdom there, superimposing these higher principles into my life, giving me supernatural results and, and supernatural endurance and going from being a bouncer to the top 1% of the EP industry overnight and different things like that, man. What would you say about the the grace and strength and, and things you've found there in your journey of development? So we live in a world where things are ever changing. We live in a world where things that stood as truths just a few years ago no longer are with the same vigor believed to have sustained. We question a lot of things now that we didn't question before. 100%. I mean, it's just coming out that everything's, so many things were deceptive. Like Yes. Yes. And now, you know, the tricks of the enemy are not working so well as they once did. Right. This medium, this tool here, which could be used to destroy marriages and destroy lives, this phone, this uh, computer, uh, social media, yeah, it's starting to get leveraged for good. Yep. And you see things happening. You're starting to see men that are warriors that have experience, that have character, that stand behind their word, that have a stack, that have produced things that move the needle yep. in the right direction. And are capable. Yes, that are good and competent men yep. are starting to either share their faith in Christ Yep. Or are coming to Christ. Yep. So the identity of the warrior used to be physical, mental, emotional, this. Mm -hmm. Spiritual not part of it. Right. And if it was, it was anything but our God. Yeah. <laughs> right. And this is a different post and a different podcast for another day, but the obnoxiousness. It's actually the level of ego and pride that one has to possess to believe that they don't believe is broken at such a deep level. It's almost difficult to articulate in the sense that so often those are the folks that are either worshiping self, worshiping intellect, worshiping information, worshiping their body, worshiping something. They're worshiping something. Yep. 
So what's happening is there's a transition where we're seeing, you know, very, uh, you know, prominently featured podcast hosts and guests surrendering or professing Christ. Yep. Or and this is not movement. Even- even professional athletes at the top of the game, like you, you have to almost be blind, deaf, and dumb not to see it like happening. Like whatever sphere you're a part of, you're seeing people at the top of the game being like, "I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ," real quick, and you're like, "Again, <laughs> you know, that's right. that's right." So, so what's happening is there's a realization that hey, um, why does the warrior exist? There's mm-hmm. there's two elements in general to the warrior. There's strength. Mm-hmm. And there's compassion, mm-hmm. physical, mental, emotional, you know, social, relational, communicational, uh, spiritual strength, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're just strong, well, what are you strong for? And who are you strong for? Right. The other half comes in compassion. I learned this from one of my mentors, Frank Bricky, former uh, recon Marine, older, a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. Strength and compassion. So we're fighting to protect something. But what is it that? The warrior has to subordinate itself if it's fighting for something, yeah. for people, for a cause, yeah. for, a, for a lifestyle to protect yeah. what's good. Mm-hmm. And the warrior understands and is understanding more and more and more. You must subordinate yourself to something. And we used to use this politically correct, even warriors, even alphas, even alphas. You know, the higher power, all this uh, nondescript bullcrap. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, no, man, I'm serving Jesus Christ. And that's not a religious statement. Yep. So religion and all your nonsense and your rules over there. And you're like, well, so you have no rules? No, no, no. Because I have a relationship, I want to honor that relationship. So I'm going to walk in a certain way because I desire to honor and respect my creator. I'm desiring to honor and respect and acknowledge that a ransom was paid for you and I, whether you believe it or not, or right. accept it or that ransom was still paid. Right. On a cross at Calvary and grace that you and I could never earn. Yeah. It's not something we did. So the word religion, religion has a lot of doing, do, do. Yeah. You have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. Christianity what that even means anymore, but Christianity and the way we're describing it, Christ, right? in Christianity, it's done. There's no do. He already did it. Right. And so I think to answer your question about, you know, moving forward, and uh, I believe you asked kind of about spirituality and how it affects us and mm-hmm. how it plays out. We have to be leaders, not just showing folks how quickly we can draw a weapon and present a weapon and how successful our businesses are and how much you know, financial blessings God has given us and our wonderful families and our wonderful kids. We have to talk from time to time. You don't have to start a Christian podcast channel, but you do need to let them know what the source of that is and right. make it okay for people to understand who is your creator and what he has done for you and the wretchedness that he saved you from. And know you're not perfect and you still have a potty mouth and maybe you still have a, just a list of rules yeah. that you still but you still have a relationship with him that you're seeking to grow in authentic and you repenting, not out of shame or guilt from man, but out of, Hey man, I love my my creator. I hurt him. So I need to better because he's been good to me. Yeah. And I I kind of 
question? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Because I think guys need, and one, I want people to be activated when they hear this. Because I think there's a momentum here. People are starting to get bold about their stuff. Like if some overweight, hairy, smelly dude who worships Satan can have a com a concert and dress like a girl and sing to Satan on the on the stage, like he ain't got more balls than me. He ain't better not got more balls than you. You better let everybody know where you get your power from. One, two. I think they need to know also that this isn't like pie in the sky stuff. Like hard dudes hard dudes who are smart and dangerous and we work out and we believe in real actual power we have acquired real actual power we i really actually protect people for a living 24 hours a day i really actually have to perform in front of my uh employees and and, and peers and and you know i have to go train like i i am not joking like i am dead mother freaking serious i can't get through you know uh, a year of doing the type of i run three businesses i got a family you know what i mean i can't be wrong guys like i can't just be on here talking about jesus because it feels good i don't, I don't even care about what, what things feel like and you know what a lot of times the, the, the language is sacrifice so like I'm not, we're not playing. Yeah, you know, like we didn't just get here after beating the Marines and fighting terrorists and getting blown up and like going out and training. Like we didn't just get here, you know, to talk to you about Jesus because it's like cool and like Jesus is my homeboy T-shirt. Like this is a dead serious way of living that helps you acquire supernatural power to uh, walk through every struggle in life with grace and to continue gaining dominion, and to really acquire what you need from the spirit to dominate the flesh, to serve everyone in the world on higher and higher levels. Like this is not like, like I don't do things that don't bring me power. You know what I'm saying? And so like when we're talking about being humble, it's not like, it's not like something that just sounds cool because we want cool points. It is a discipline that if you actually do it, just like working out, if you do it, you really realize this is a great way to live that it helps me avoid all the trauma I would deserve if I was arrogant and that, and that that very arrogance would stop me from being successful. So when I, when I fly the flag and I say, Jesus is the source, you got to understand it ain't coming from like anything other than the reality of my, me knowing my imperfections and trying to get you guys to realize that this is not just a source of power, but the ultimate source of power in these strong men that you're watching's lives, like for real, for real, for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and it and it and it's time tested. It's dude, Jesus delivered me this morning from something, bro. I was like, I woke up in the morning, homie, and the angel of death, like, <laughs> yo, the angel of death that just passed, bro. And I was like, <sighs> My man, dog, I just had to stop, man. I had to stop, go out on my balcony and just thank God. And I thank the God, go out on my balcony in my house I don't deserve, in my, in my beautiful life I don't deserve, and just sit there and be like, Father, you go before me. You go to war before me, man. You've set a standard up around me, man. Like, I don't even know when my angels are over here and all, I, and, and all we do is live to bring you glory. And so when you start to live in a way where you can trust him because of a relationship, not religion. Religion is what Satan created to separate you from, from your relationship because you you ain't good enough. Neither, I'm not good enough. But when we're talking about these things, we're talking about real power. And that I think is the real, that's the real, that's the real takeaway for these protectors, man. So it's beautiful to see, man. Yeah, it's just beautiful to be able to kick it back and forth. Yeah, I mean, and 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 with people that have been delivered, man, and so and solid cats. 
Sorry. It's one. I went ham. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, just something that's kind of been on my heart. So I'll say it right now. I feel it's like the perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there's a few very well known folks in the training realm. Yeah. That are uh, closet believers. Mm-hmm. And my compelling. My message is I'm, I'm looking to compel, I'm looking to incite a riot in their mind right now, if they hear yes. this, when they, when this goes live and they hear this is stop worrying about how it's going to affect your business. Stop worrying about how people are going to judge you. Stop worrying about all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I am not telling you to start preaching, right? I'm telling you to be obnoxious. Yeah. Someone that's not ready to hear the message, right? And do it in a way where you feel, you know, be led by the spirit, yeah, and deliver the message. You know, I have a number of people in my life that were uh, atheists and no longer are. They say it's because of me. I've done nothing. All I am is an imperfect vessel, yeah, right. Um, but I can tell you this: none of those people that I beat them over the head with this book, right. I just lived out portions of what's in this book. And from time to time, mm-hmm. I would openly, when I get asked a question, well, how do you have this? Or, you know, uh, I want to marry someone like your wife one day. How do you, and I, well, here's the source, man, your mm-hmm. kids, it's imperfect. My wife's not perfect. I'm not perfect. I am probably the least perfect husband of completely imperfect dad, but right. I'm doing a few right. And I, and, 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 and I'm very blessed. You got fruit. Very, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of fruit mm-hmm. and the source of him. And so, you know, back to my message, you know, there's a few closet believers. And the more I get around more people and 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 people that are in our circle, it's like, I didn't even know that guy. Cool. So why would he never share that? And there's a way to do it. You could do that with taste. You don't have to be distasteful. You don't have to do it in the way when you envision the religious judgmental prick that will call nobody no- wants to be. No one wants anything to do with them. Right. As a, if that's a God you serve, I want nothing to do with you or your God. Right. right. Not that. Do it in a way. Be yourself, and just uh, we got we got to spread this word of faith. Yeah. We got to spread the word of Jesus Christ, yep. and we have to do it. And let me tell you this: hmm. I have a lot of people in my circle that don't believe what I believe. Yeah, me if too. Do it if you do it openly and honestly, and stand behind your beliefs, and yeah. you do it with love. Yeah. That's the key. They're not, they're not gonna go away. They're not gonna melt. They're not yeah. gonna they're not disappear. They're not gonna turn their back. I do a lot of business with a lot. I do business with Fortune 500 companies. I do business with a lot of people. I actually yeah. do. God's brought me the business. Again, right. a different post, but you get what I'm saying. Be yeah. you. Stop yeah. worrying about perfect on what you share on your stories, and people are gonna know. And I need to be cleansed. You're so vanilla, you're boring. Right, right. And you know what I think? I think that's a question. And and I say this in love like a brother to whoever's listening, but it's it's a question of who is your source? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's your source? So like, for me, what happened was like, you know, I've been in this space serving millionaires and billionaires my whole entire life. If I didn't know who my source is, I would have got yanked around. I'd have done all kinds of weird things I shouldn't have done. Yeah, I mean, so like when you're looking at your platform and you're looking at, for those of you who don't have a huge platform, for those of you who do have a huge platform and you're like, yo, you know, like I want to like, like, like I should be representing for the home team. Why am I not? Why are you not? Because of fear. 
because of hesitation. What is the number one commandment in the Bible? Fear not 365 times or something like that. Yo, he says fear not for every single day in the, of the, of the week of the year. So you got to take a look at like, what does that really say about where your real trust is? What does that really say about like maybe an idol you might have? We all have idols. I got stuff I got to deal with too. You know what I'm saying? But like, like, what is that saying about where your heart's really at? And so, um, and I, like I said, like we all deal with it in different areas, but that's the conversation for me. What I believe God told me to do is he was like, build this brand, speak the language, build this brand in a way that the world will recognize you. Right. And at the appointed time, I will tell you when to start uh, flying my flag out front, but first demonstrate value to them. And so for years, man, I was building the brand and I'm just talking about protection and I'm just talking about motivation, inspiration, just let my light shine. And the other thing I need to talk, touch on real quick is you talked about letting your light shine. I'm not talking about running around trying to tell people, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's not, that's not how you do it. That's not even what Jesus did. You just let your light shine. They see fruit. What do I mean? They see results of being blessed. Being blessed is a state of being, not a place you arrive at. They see, man, look at this dude's marriage. Look at this dude's kids. Look at this dude's life. This dude's like a lighthouse, man. Like, what is the thing? Like, what's the thing? You know what I'm saying? And so they just see that. Like, I'm Byron. You know what I'm saying? I meet you. You're into what you're into. I'm into what I'm doing my thing. But you're going to see a state of being blessed. And, and, and we're here to represent the glory of God on the earth. Like you should look at me and you should see the spirit that's in, in me. You should see that. You should be like, there's something there. Right. And so that's why we're blessed. So the, so it's an organic thing. We're not talking about preaching. We're talking about just let your light shine, dog. Let people see how you treat people. Let people see how you're, how good your God is. Right. And then what happened to me was I was this last year, I was kicking it, just praying and, and, and talking to God and pressing in. And he's like, honor me. And I'm like, like, yo, but I I think I do. Like, I think like that's kind of what I do, you know? And you know how God talks to you. He don't really tell you the whole thing. He just gives you a little like little piece, little post-it note. And I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, I know the game. I'm like, you're going to tell me while I'm on the move. So I go back out, do my thing, kicking off the protector symposium 6.0. I grab the mic. I talk for about five minutes. Holy Spirit's like, are you going to pray? And I'm like, oh, like, is that time? Like, let's go. So, so then I pray, right? Then we pray every single day at the Protector Symposium. Amazing things happen. Lives are changed. The second I, I, I start to honor God, people come out of my brand like, like crazy saying, hey, man, like I want to do business with you because I know you're a man of God. Hey, man, I really appreciate you uh, letting your faith be out front. And like they trust in me and they're. Uh, and they're 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 inspired. They all these things because they now see someone who has more to lose, someone who's in the public eye, taking that step. It starts this chain reaction in my business. People who are juggernauts in the faith, like you and other people, like we we all start to start to get closer together. It started this whole thing. I get chills just thinking about it. And so, as I move into this space now, I sit down to do my live. You know, when I'm leaving the gym, usually I talk about motivation, inspiration, masculinity. God's bringing me all this God stuff. And usually he'll just give me something that I'm working on. Usually it's very still secular. But now he's like, yo, tell him about what we're doing here. Tell him about what we're doing there. So I I feel like I know in my life and in my brand, this just is just the tides changing. So now I've always been authentic with you guys, but I've been very sensitive around this one topic. And now it's time for people to just see the whole entire picture, because that's where we're at. That's where we're at in the world right now. They're fly, flying their flag. We're flying our flag. And we're going to look at the fruit of everyone's life. And we're going to see whose light's shining. We're going to see who has what we want. We look at society now. People are doing as they will. And uh, looks like it sucks. People need something. <laughs> people need something, man. So anyways. People you know. are doing whatever they want. Mm -hmm. 
people are being are living free or what masquerades as free right. people are identifying and people will hear this and they won't hear they won't they will they do not they lack the ears to hear and the eyes to see so i'm going to say it i'm not going to d- take a deep dive into it but it means more than what it sounds like right. they want to identify with this that or the third mm-hmm. my question and we have to ask this honestly with all this freedom and I get to identify as this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. How's that working out for us? And are those people actually happy? <laughs> Yo, <it's>, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> He's doing miracles. How the heck did that just happen? <laughs> yes. Me, oh, man, that's so good. Some bread, some fish. I'm going to feed all the viewers. But my point is this. My yeah. point is this. Those people are not happy. I train those people. Yeah. Hey, wow. You know, you 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 have a very strong position. You believe in certain things, and yeah, you're a strong Christian. I don't know what that means, by the way. Yeah, what yeah. is what does that mean? I'm a strong Christian. I'm a no. I'm a weak Christian, actually. Yeah, I'm yeah, a, yeah. Everything. Don't think because I can knock someone out. Well, you know, like I have I have some skill sets because I've worked on them for decades. I should I should be really dynamic and explosive with these skill sets is I breathe this like oxygen. Yeah. But it's one one level. It's one aspect of the, yeah. You know, you're a strong Christian and you believe this and, 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 but you really treat everybody. You're very dynamic and you have very strong opinions, but you treat people well. I'm like, yeah, I can have a very strong opinion and be very good to you. I train, uh, I have uh, trained transitioning people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So don't, how to defend himself from violence because no one should be on the receiving end of being uh, violently bullied. Right, right, right. hundred percent. Even this, this God that right. preaches and teaches love and then not be loving, be loving <laughs> and people that are being harmed because right. in someone else's sick mind, they've right. weaponized probably religion. Yeah. Unfortunately. And so, idiot that doesn't have a relationship with God sees that then just cuts off God completely because what masturbated as God and never was God then tore them from ever having God. Right. Mm -hmm. So the idea is we can believe what we believe. We can be very strong in our positions. I don't ever have to go and march in your parade ever. And I can still be really good. I could be a good neighbor. I could treat you with respect. Yeah. I could I can honor you. I could treat you yeah. well and never participate in any of the bullshit. As long as you're not trying to shove that down my throat yeah. or that of my family's, we can be civil and I can like you and you can like me. And that's yeah. OK. Right. No, 100 percent, man. I love it. I love it. Let's let the let's bang into this last little piece about protection and 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 all that stuff. This is the stuff that really matters. The answers are, are in Christ. Um, now, as far as, uh, the terrorist situation, man, I know you kind of work in that realm. Is there anything you can give the listeners about? I know that we, there were some bulletins published about the terrorist threat with regards to churches and schools, synagogues, uh, primarily churches and synagogues. You know, there's the fact that our country has been flooded with, you know, the last number I heard was 10 million unknowns that that's what, that's what the border patrol was tracking. Right. That's another country. Okay. Um, and we know there are people on the terrorist watch list that have made it in by the droves. So any thoughts on that, man? 
Yeah, so I have a unique experience, even at the border. I've been deployed to the border mm -hmm. uh, through my agency, do doing some things down there. So here's what I'll say in general as far as terrorism and terroristic threats in the United States. I can't imagine one scenario as far as a threat trend that we have not already openly discussed. So if you are a, uh, you know, having had trained, uh, been director of security at churches and things like this, if you are a church and you're not prepared and equipping your folks with the right training, the soft skills are really big with churches. I know you know that. Yeah. That's really, that's, that's so organic to your, to your, to the EP world. Right. Okay. Um, but so if you're not already postured to protect, literally protect the flock from a threat and your response is predicated on a threat that you watch on some news channel that you don't trust for anything else, right. or maybe trust exclusively for everything. And it's so much, you know, almost none of that ever does come to fruition. Mm -hmm. So that happens is there's spikes and uh, falls in attentiveness and response and discipline. Here's what I say about terroristic threats in general. We have a very real emerging threat. There is no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. Probably more now than ever before. Not so much because of any reason other than the known unknowns. We know that we have countless unknowns in our environment. We know that. Yeah. And we know that they are military age males. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. We don't need to have, it is open source information, but you know, what you're, the behind the scenes, you know, the, the unclassified stuff isn't too far off from the classified stuff and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So here's my, here's my guidance to people when they ask about threats. Posture and position yourself to respond to the threat trends that you know exist. Do everything you can so that you can be, and here's, here's my summary answer to this, so that you can be in a state of being alert, but not alarmed. Yeah. So if you do that, you have a steady state of preparedness versus a reactive state of preparedness. So we go to sleep at night. We have 97 children. <laughs> we have, you know, a protection dog in training. Yeah. Uh, we have arms. We have cameras. We have things to put holes in people. Yeah. Right. We have all that. So before you go to sleep, the cameras are the cameras working? Is the alarm on? You know, our security posture is good to go so that you can rest and actually recover instead of dying young from stress because you're paranoid from anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what happens with threat trends and people freak out and the price of ammo is going up. And, you know, the president's building an underground bunker. If you believe that he just last week and Zuckerberg just last week, if you believe that they just got an underground bunker two weeks ago, I promise you, I promise you. <laughs> Your intel source is lacking. Like you're behind, bro. Like, yeah. 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 So, so, you know, my idea on terrorism is not so much the threat, but the trend. Yeah. Be alert, not alarmed. And being alert means what? So if I'm alert, I'm prepared. I've taken certain steps. I've, I identify good instructors that are vetted. That's really, that's another 
another, uh, you know, we won't get into it right now, but that's another kind of sloppy statement that we make in this industry and we use it because how the hell does someone that's never trained know how to bet in a structure? Yeah. But you know, that's, so that's kind of tough. So uh, ask Byron who the good instructors are. He'll tell you and trust him um, hey, on the platform. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, uh, you know, be prepared, take the steps, take the training, do what you can. You know, I have I have a I have a, a wife. Her husband is a firefighter in the city. So he's gone for long periods of time and they want a home invasion response course. It's like, say, will you come to our house and will you train me in my house? So I can protect my house and my baby. And sometimes my in-laws stay over. Can like, can we do something in my house? Absolutely. Yeah, no problem. I'll come to your house and we'll bring the training equipment to your house and we'll teach you how to move in your house and how to react in the middle of night in your house, in your furniture, in your stair- stairways, in your hallways. And where does the baby sleep and angles of fire in a way that's relevant that we take it off PowerPoint yep, and off that academic setting and we make it experiential mm-hmm. and we have the end user learn through this experiential kind of event and they can confirm or dispel. We give them scenarios. We stress them out. We make it as realistic as possible while remaining safe. And now we have a life. Now you have a lifelong loyal member. And who do you think he's going to, he's going to tell his friends, but who do you think is really going to spread the word for your business? That yeah, mom right. and that wife is going to tell, 30 of her girlfriends and now you're booked and now you're booked for all of 2024. Yeah. Love it. Free coaching there. Yeah. 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 No, I love it, man. That's the way I love it. No. And I really like what you said about a steady state of preparedness. And that's what I've been trying to get people to do. I've been trying to just get them to do this. Get to get a little more skill, get a little more skill, keep them reps going, get a little more skill. Just keep, 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 keep. And then eventually you look back and you're like, yo, we, 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 we've come a long way, you know, yes. and that's, yes. and that's why it's more than just a job. It's a lifestyle. You yes. Know? You make, you make it, you said it, you took the words right from my mouth. You make it a lifestyle. It's who you are. It's what you do. It's a pattern, right? right. So, so my blade, my blade is not, I mean, I have 10 of them here laying around me. It's part of yeah, my so- work. It's not like, Hey, what am I carrying today? It goes, I have different yeah. things I carry in different areas. They're comfortable. Yeah. There, there. You know, I was in the city last night with with my firstborn. I took her to a play for her birthday. You know, there are things that I carry on me. I have jewel, jewel. You know, things that masquerade as but are actually weapons. You just make it part of your. You make it part of your wardrobe. It's yeah. not something you have to think about. It's not like, hey, man, the threat trend went to orange. So let me go carry. Let me go get a go bag. No, man, your go bag should be ready to go with yeah. the basics. Yep. Yo, man. This is good, man. This is good. This is the stuff, man. Real quick, because I know as we wind down here, I know you've created some awesome stuff. Can you just give us like a quick just show and tell of some of the cool stuff? I mean, your stuff is nasty, bro. It's nasty, man, you know, and I love it. And and yeah. uh, we almost need to do like an EDC episode at some point because like, yeah. you know, guys like us, I was at a I was at an event last night and a dude's like, yeah, man. He's like, you know, it's good to see you here. I know you're ready, you know, and like um, somebody was he and and I was like, yeah, man. I mean, you know, I was like, I got you know me. I'm ready. But like, you know, the amount of weapons and different things I have on my person, you know, like restraints and 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 stuff <laughs> like that. It's like they 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 should know, man. So going ahead and the stuff you make 
just because you're not supposed to be armed doesn't mean you can't be. I love that principle, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who came up with that rule? <laughs> right? Like, like, how, who are you to dictate to me how I can or cannot protect myself? Protect right? myself. And, and, and you're going to take responsibility for protecting me? Yeah. No, I'm, no I'm, you're not. You're sitting there making minimum wage at the metal detectors, bro. All right? That's what you're doing. <laughs> so we have... I'll just go over briefly. We have a number of uh, of unique kind of things that we make. So our smallest, most concealable, lightweight uh, tool is the Redemption. <clears throat> Love this blade. It's a two finger capsule blade. It's based on a previous uh, knife that's been was in the industry for a really long time. I was actually a distributor for them until they went out of business, and then we did a, just countless upgrades on it. And what we like about this is it comes with a sheath, and it comes with a cloth grabber clip. So you could place this inside your pocket on the waistline. You could be in a suit and tie. Uh, my girls, when they ran track, would clip it onto their uh, bra, uh, sports bras. You could wear it as a neck knife underneath and access. You could literally clip this anywhere on your body. You can clip this to your keychain. So as you're walking to your vehicle, instead of holding the key fob, you literally, literally let the keys just dangle from here. And then you're actually ready and prepared. It's an inch and a half. It's designed... Uh, to emulate a utility blade. So it's not designed like a, uh, you know, a death tool of something. Yeah, it's sort. not murdering. Yeah. Purpose for carry is kind of easy. So that's one of our tools. This is the G10 version. We also have a live version of our Zion blade. It's a grab and punch blade. And I designed it to where is, if I could have someone that has a basic understanding of how to throw a basic strike and how I place a tool that ergonomically locks into their hand and they can throw a basic strike. I can build a very simple, basic template that they could recall under a high level of stress of how to protect themselves and how to use a blade for defense. So yep. that's our G10 version, which means it's non-metallic. G10 is essentially pressed glass, just super, super, super strong. Uh almost impossible to break. I mean, you can't chip it. Uh, but most importantly, it's non-metallic. So um, you can carry that and it's very light. And then we have a metallic version of that. This one's curved as well. Uh, we have our professional knife maker. I designed the blades. My knife maker makes them for us. I do not make blades. I designed them. And then we have a number of axes uh, as well. Battle axes. This is our tomahawk. This is our large axe. Uh, you can use this for uh, field use or you know, apocalyptic use as well is also an option. Yes. Uh, we apocalyptic use. Yo, I like that little, that little beak on there, bro. That little beak, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. So you can't really see there, but that's a soldier walking uh, with the kid, with the hands of a young girl that he's saving. That's for our, uh, our charity arm, Sentinel Foundation, that frees children uh, from sex trafficking. Uh, this is our Break the Chains of Human trafficking banner i've got to send you one of these by the way um, what we're doing i made this banner you know it's not really a money maker for us mm -hmm. it's just every person that has a garage gym or folks that have a crossfit gym or a workout gym of any kind tend to fly flags and we just wanted something that looked badass and people could fly mm -hmm. and uh then we give the proceeds to that and and so our tithing our mission is actually uh our charity arm which is sentinel foundation and they are their own foundation. It's not my foundation. It's just the arm that we feed financially. Yeah. 
And what we do is we take proceeds from all the classes we teach and all the product that we sell, and we give a portion of that to our charity. And we have our link set up on our website. So if you never meet me, if you never purchase any of our products, if you never take any of our classes, you can still go to our website. We can serve as an imperfect vessel to be the light, to be a voice for the for the voiceless, to be a father to the fatherless, for these children that are raped countless times a day in this sex trafficking industry, and people can invest a few dollars in that uh, in that foundation and have that go directly towards operations that help uh, free these children from this heinous uh, heinous life. Mm-hmm. No, man, I love that. I love that you guys are doing that. Um, you know, I think that's an amazing business practice. I do the same thing. And I honestly believe that that habit is a, like we were talking about a spiritual principle that gives you supernatural results. We are tied into another economy, a different, a spiritual economy. So no matter what this economy does, or we're grounded in something different through all the pandemics and through everything, my company is grew and prospered, right? Because we're tied into another economy because we're superimposing spiritual principles into this natural on our natural way of life it's that's the way but anyways awesome that you're doing that with the charity uh thank you brah the the blades you're making next level i love the ghosty stuff you know like i just you know going ahead and want me you know what i mean just because yeah. i'm not supposed to be armed don't mean i can't be right um and then i love how you've made these blades so simple to use that's another you know there's a lot of blade conversations out there yeah you know i mean there's all these blade gangs and they all believe straight blade curved blade whatever i just want the end user to be able to implement whatever it is as simply as possible so i've always been a push daggery guy so i love that yeah more, whatever more, here here's what here's what uh combative marksmanship is either with a projectile weapon whether you're using bullets to put holes in people yep. or you're using the steel of a blade to put holes in people or using the steel of your vehicle. Yeah. More thin, more blood out. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So I understand. I understand the off switch. I understand the pipeline, the fatality. I got that. I got it. I got yeah. it. Suicide bomber drills. I got that. It has its place is crucial. Yeah. When it's crucial. That said, more holes in, more blood out, uncomplicate. And then you can get into the, art because what happens is typically as instructors we want to share maybe the word is flex all this information that we have that's why when you go to the bookstore the largest section is the self-help section because people just want more and more and more information but if you're actually applying the information do you need more information because you've applied it so you no longer need the help because you've actually applied and you now have wisdom not information so this idea of just this perpetual, like this reticence to have a template of training that's simplistic, dynamic, violent, realistic, principle-based, and teaching people how to take a few principles and mapping them onto different scenarios instead of, in this scenario, you would do this, but then in this scenario, you do that. But then in this third scenario, you do this, and you overcomplicate it, and you expect, and you, you're, you're a you are an educated man. You understand how this works, mm-hmm. right? From a psychological standpoint, we're asking people to perform trigonometry at a level of right. stress where at best we can perform arithmetic. So right. what are we doing? We're entertaining people in our training 
giving them a bunch of information that they will never recall under a high level of stress and will never be able to execute because they don't even know that it's available to them. I mean, you said it so good, man. You said it perfect. And without any real world understanding, it's really easy to get wowed and hypnotized into that vortex. Yeah, I mean, because you don't have any uh, experiential reference points to be like, yo, bro, when that was going down, all I needed to do was reload my mag and it was hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 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 <laughs> like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I was like, 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 literally couldn't get it done. <laughs> it felt like this. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? And, and they're thinking they're going to be like, elbow number six, you know, strike number five, you know, pinky grab twist. Like, you ain't doing it, bro. Anyways, so that's awesome, man. I love it. Um, Solid. All right. So I think we've given them so much, my man. We've given them so much closing questions. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, how do you want to be remembered? What's it all for? Oh, that's a great question. I want to be remembered as a good, decent man, an imperfect guy with transparent issues. Like that guy had some stuff he was always working on and he maybe never really figured them out, but he worked on himself harder than he worked on anything else. He was very direct, very honest, but also very caring and a servant of humans. He yeah. took his talents and his skills and he shared it with the world. And yeah. he was an anonymous, free thinking man. And yeah. he made it okay to not with arrogance, not being controversial for the sake of like stomping your feet and feeding your ego, yeah. but being an anonymous thinker that rebuked groupthink. Yeah. And didn't capitulate to the masses yeah. and did it in a way where it was, there was still class there. He was yeah. still like a good father and he was happy and right. he wasn't pressed or stressed and angry at the entire world as it's falling. And just, just this understanding that it's okay to truly, truly identify with the freedom that comes from subordinating yourself to our creator, a follower of Jesus Christ yeah. and a person that did his very best, though he failed 90 times a day at being a, an example of that and a template for others to follow. A man that called other men to accountability, to be more, to be a better, to be better husbands, to be better fathers, to understand there's never an I've arrived moment to stop this nonsense of patting ourselves in the back and showing our resume of what we did seven years ago. No one cares what we did seven years ago. What are we doing today? How are we changing the planet today? And what is the legacy that you're leaving behind for your grandchildren? Yep. Get them. Get them. I love it, man. Mario, man, you're the man, bro. You're the man. I love you. Instantly. I just I love you, man. We just warming up. We just unwinding. Such good stuff, man. And you're doing those things, man. You're doing those things. And let's make an announcement. Let's go. You and I have not discussed this, so just just one hundred percent, not just transparency, but yeah. but just behind the scenes. In the moment, Byron and I have not uh, discussed this. We're going to be doing something very special, very yeah. different, has never been done before in yeah. this industry in twenty twenty four, probably Q two, and yeah. just details to follow. It's going to be amazing, and we're going to join forces, and we're going to bring some other uh, important people. Uh, in this industry and we're going to give you something super special and it's going to be cause waves it's going to cause waves man no 100 prophesy a thing man no i see it i can feel it i'm right there with you man this is going to be good 100 bro 100 so my man 
I, I love you. I love what you're doing. I'm glad we're connected. I think we gave him a lot to chew on in this episode, a lot of real world stuff, real ways to generate power, real ology of becoming a protector, you know, um, how to address the reality of, of, of the threats, the threat landscape changing and risks that are always in flux, right? Um, and, and the reality of just, it's more than just a job. It's really, it really is a lifestyle. Um, and also, I really hope these guys go out and check out your hardware and your training, but we're going to join forces on more of that, man. This yep. is awesome. Thank you so much, brother. It's an honor. Well, yeah. Boom. Boom. Quick shout out to our sponsor, Staccato. My first pistol sponsor. Um, I've been sponsored by a lot of companies, right, over the years. But when it comes to pistol, that's my bread and butter. Pistol is something I believe in. You know, I'm a competitive shooter. You know, we're shooting anywhere from, you know, 800 rounds a month type of thing, right? So Staccato being what I believe is one of, if not the most complete handguns you can put in your hand. Um, it's got every component that a handgun could have, should have. Uh, they're actually extremely dependable now that they've made some changes. And these things are straight up tack drivers. If you're looking for a pistol that will do as much of the work for you as a piece of hardware can, obviously you have to have the, the, the marksmanship and all the different things, but different guns perform at different levels. And I wanna say that Staccato is one of, by far for sure, take it from a competitive shooter, we're shooting the highest volumes of rounds constantly right now, not used to have a background guy, but like right now, when you go shoot, you're gonna see certain brands. Staccato is one of, if not the highest performing firearm that is both CCW, duty ready, and also competitive ready. So I wanna give them a shout out if you guys are looking for a good handgun to build your skills on top of, go check out Staccato, much love and respect. Yo, if you enjoyed that episode uh, and you like learning things like that, I wanna encourage you to go to Protector Nation, build a profile, get in the Civilian Protector Project. Um, this is where you can learn from these guys. Uh, live Zoom calls, you can see the full modules that you just, uh, you just watched and you can become part of a community. It's the first social media platform for protectors where we can get to know each other, we can network, we can learn together. We do live Zoom calls with different SMEs every single month. There's so much packed in there, I'm in there. Uh, it's an honor, it's a privilege. Looking forward to working together to make the world a safer place by helping good people to become more willing, capable and prepared protector nation, civilian protector project, let's go.